0: only a couple of seconds left on the clock. I'm in high school. I'm standing on the free throw line. It's like the entire pressure of of the whole world is, is on my shoulders. We're playing a rival. We're tied. I've got two free throw shots to win the game. First one. I know. I step up. I was a cocky kid. When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert? give you advice, proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again. You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected, or maybe you feel stuck because of those same stupid arguments. You just can't seem to get past. Hey. If resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to SmalleyInstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally. And anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get with the VIP inner circle membership. You'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership. Oh, and one other thing. Join me live September 11th through the 13th for a three-day virtual couples retreat. By the end of the first day alone, you're going to have a marriage dream statement, which is basically a vision statement. Why is this important? Because it's critical to know the purpose for your marriage and having a clear vision of what you want your marriage to be and how you want it to impact your children and community. Develop this vision and purpose for your marriage and watch your struggles become totally irrelevant. After you have this real live marriage vision statement, Saturday and Sunday are going to focus on sexual intimacy, healthy communication, and lots of chances for Q&A so I can help you specifically. Register today. Spots are limited For the Married on Purpose live virtual couples retreat, September 11th through the 13th. You can do it right now. Don't waste another second. Smalleyinstitute.com. The first one I know I'm going to make it. This is happening. Shoot it. Don't make it. Now there's even more pressure. Big rival. Game is tied. What's Smalley going to do, people? Well, I stepped up, and I hit it. Oh, I hit it. I won the game. And yet, after the game, my father, who was standing under the free throw, the the, the basket, with a camera, increasing exponentially the pressure I was going through, well, you might be a little surprised to hear what he said. I am continuing this series on deliverance from generational sin. And my father was a wonderful man, so this isn't about trashing him, but if you've ever watched him on television or listened to him on radio or did one of his studies, he was an honest man, he was authentic. And we know he wasn't perfect. But today is about breaking free from that generational sin. I don't know if you've ever found yourself Just saying out loud, saying to others, or definitely saying to yourself, I'm never going to be like that. I will never be like my father. I am never going to be like my mother. I'm never going to be like that uncle, that cousin, that sibling, whoever messed with you, whoever wounded you deeply, whoever wasn't perfect to you in your life, which nobody is. I am never going to be that. And then, you know, you wake up one day and you look around and you're like, oh, no, I've become that person. Well, we're going to talk about sort of the, the process. It's a very practical process on how to break free from that generational sin. So what happened? You know, I'm I'm in high school. I missed the first one. My father is literally standing under the basket with a camera, right, with a zoom lens. And I, you know, sweat is pouring down my forehead. And I'm just going, oh, my gosh, you cannot miss this shot. I make it. We're all celebrating. They're holding me up. The crowd is cheering. And then my dad comes up. He's like, hey, way to go. And I went, can you believe it? I hit the game-winning shot. And he's like, yeah, but you missed the first one. Ah, there it is. One of the big struggles my father had, in particular with me. I don't know if my siblings would say it was the same for them. Maybe they would. But he really struggled with criticism. And I got criticized a lot. And I was a pretty decent kid but it was it the expectations he had. And, and again, I don't want to paint this like he was emotionally abusive or that it was just crazy. It's just one of the chief complaints I could have growing up with my father is that he tended to lean towards criticizing me as opposed to sticking to the positive and being encouraging. So yeah, that was his big comment after. I mean, I still remember it. I'm 47 years old. I don't remember a lot of things. And and so I can vividly think back on my, you know, days in high school and in college and before I got married going I am never going to be critical to my kids like my father was to me. Well, of course I become a father and the problem with generational sin is that it's all I knew. That's how you parent, that's how you be a father. It's it's how you release steam when you're frustrated with a kid or you have other things going on in your life and you, you be critical. So guess what I realized? Oh, no, I'm now critical with my firstborn and my secondborn. I'm 47. I'm still in my head going, no, wait, don't say that. Why would you want to go down that critical path? You know that's not what you want to be. You know it's not the right way to behave. And so I don't, you know. I know many of you listening to this and you're either listening to it on the podcast or maybe you're a part of the VIP group, huh? which you're going to want to be because I actually I actually came to tears the other day when I was finishing the notes on this and putting it together in the really cool online course that's only available to VIP members, and I was actually no, I wasn't running late for the morning VIP Q&A session that I do basically every day. Um, but i it was like the Lord said, hey, I kind of finished this whole lesson and post and was ready to go. And I was trying to give examples of prayers that you can use in terms of what I'm going to help you with today and how to break generational sin that's been passed on from your father and your father's father and the father's father's father right? Probably another generation or several. And I, and so I wrote some example, pray, like you might want to pray something like, and, and it was like the Holy Spirit said, Hey, why don't you just give them what you pray, give them how you pray for the specific things in your own life. I think, you know, the Lord was like, that's going to be more encouraging. I went, Oh, great. So I went back through it. And for every step on breaking through generational sin, I personalized it. I made it real. I was open and honest about my own stuff and the things I've had to pray against and the and the generational sin I've had to break in my own life, and and so I was literally almost to tears when my alarm went off, on my computer it was like, hey, you got to start the Q&A, so I got on the Q&A, but it was it was powerful going through this stuff again for me, and I think it's one of the things that would be really encouraging for you and you know sorry about the bait and switch thing here but you know, you're know you only going to be able to read these things if you're a part of the VIP group so head on over to SmalleyInstitute.com and check out what it means to be a VIP member we get to hang out I'm telling you this is becoming the, it really is I mean I'll, I say it online and you might be like oh, whatever but it's becoming a family and we're bonding and we're becoming friends and we're hanging out on a regular basis and we're all like I just you know Recently, one of the VIP members, I call them VIPers, shared something on something I was trying to share to someone else. And she put it so much better than me that I had to reach out to her. I texted her after and went, look, you can totally say no, but would you allow me to you know, make an edit clip? Because I had actually, funny enough, I had accidentally, because we do them on Zoom, I'd accidentally recorded that one. So I was like, hey, I forgot to not record the Q&A, so would you be open to this? She's like, absolutely. So I posted her her little clip about a minute long that was awesome about, you know, dealing around generational curse and trying to get healthy space between a, a spouse that might be behaving in a toxic manner, and I posted it in the VIP Facebook group that you have to be admitted into because only members are, and... And so we're becoming this community, but here I am sharing with them the very intimate prayers in my own life. And I'm almost in tears as I started, but this breaking free part from generational sin is going to be significant in your life. And there's really three main things that I encourage you that I do a very practical step-by-step thing on because breaking free is about prayer. You're not going to break free by the way, and, and it's been so many times, especially in young people's lives, when you say things like, I'm never going to dot, 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 fill in the blank, you're going to do that thing. Because it's not enough just to hate something, to have disdain for something in terms of how someone treated you growing up. You can't just go, I hate it like me. Oh, I'm never going to be critical to my kids. Well, you're going to be critical to your kids because it's all you know Unless, unless you're intentional about breaking that generational sin in your life, and we break it by learning how to do it correctly. So instead of criticizing, what can I do? How can I be encouraging? What does it look like to be a father who who stays focused and makes the positive things a priority in terms of communicating with the kid, especially when they failed, Especially when maybe they succeeded, but then there's still stuff that they need to learn. Especially when you don't trust God to raise your kid and you're trying to be the Holy Spirit or you're trying to be the Holy Spirit for your spouse. What does it look like differently? But what I want to focus on today is your prayer life. And I said prayer life. Now I've made it sound goofy and religious. I mean, I want to talk to you about some specific prayers. That you need to go through. That you need to take your time with. This is a process. It's not a one-time. You know, hey, I had my moment. I'm free. Woo! No, it, nothing works that way. Sorry. Wish I did have a pill that worked that way, but it doesn't. And and so there's kind of three main things that that I want to walk you through. So as you begin to pray to break free from this generational sin, these generational curses at times, and we've already learned the difference between is, is this sin or is it a curse? And that's an important difference. So you can listen to the previous show, or if you're a VIP member, you, you could be listening to this within the new course that I built just for this topic on deliverance from generational sin. So you got to start with going to God and specifically saying, "Okay, here's the generational sin I recognize," and I want you to get a sheet of paper, and I want to write. I want you to write down. So I might say things like, "Well, being overly critical, uh, being passive, being timid, being passive aggressive." You know, there's a lot of passivity problems in my family line. Um, you know, being inappropriate, being narcissistic, being You know, you'll, you'll, you know, many of the things that were passed on down to you, but here's the deal with this first part. You don't know all of it. Some of it you're totally unaware of. Maybe it's denial. Maybe it's just, and when I say ignorance, don't get offended by that, but I just mean you're just unaware. You don't even realize that what you're doing is hurtful, that what you're doing is sinful, that what you're doing is off track because it's so normal to you. Or maybe it's just a, a, a lower level or varying degrees. So, well, geesh, you know, my father used to hit me. And I'm just, you know, I'm only yelling. What's the big deal about yelling? Well, there's a big deal. That's sinful. Just because we might be less dysfunctional than our father or our father's father doesn't mean we're not dysfunctional. So there are things that are hidden. There are things, the evil one is trying to tell you, no, nah, that's not there. And they're blinding you to it. They're deafening yourself to it. And so this first part of the prayer is, like, and, and get that paper, write it down. All right, Lord, here's everything I'm aware of. And now you need to pray, Lord, what am I unaware of? So in the name of Jesus, just reveal, Lord, anything that has been passed on, that's been passed on down to me, would you just tell me? There's a really cool exercise that I have. I talk about it all the time, Exposing the Hidden Agenda from Dr. Ed Lamance. And I think it is on page 12. And it's his, like, thoughts, feelings, and sin list, right? So there's, like, four columns, really tiny font. and And I encourage you, and, again, you have to be a VIP member, but you can download that. You can print out page 12, and you can – I want you to read through that thing because sometimes – You're unaware of it, but God might use this list of just going through all these potential problems in your life that have been passed down. But I want you to do that in the context of not just, Lord, what's the sin in my life, but, Lord, what's the sin in my life that's been passed down, that's generational, that I'm unaware of? And read through all of it and anything that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. Don't judge it. Don't be like, wow, no, wait, I don't, is caffeine really a problem or is coffee really? Or, or I don't know why I'm sticking with caffeine and coffee. You know, is it lying? Oh, gee, I'm never a liar. Don't judge it. If the Holy Spirit prompts and says, Hey, I want you to circle, go back and just circle it. Don't evaluate. Don't judge what you're circling. Just do it. And now if anything new popped up, just take that, add it to your list. Now you can set it aside. Because our next step is, one, we want to reveal, right? We want to know, what am I trying to break? And the next part of it is confessing it, is going to the Lord, going, okay, God, thank you for revealing this to me. I get real personal in this part of the prayer. And here's what I want to reject. And just reject it out loud. Lord, I reject timidity. I reject passivity. I, I, re- I reject addiction. I reject whatever it is. I reject being critical to my kids, to my wife, to whoever. I reject that in the name of Jesus, Lord. I repent. I don't want it a part of my life. And then you can get into, and and Lord, you know, because if this is a demonic problem, if it's a spiritual warfare problem, if there's some sort of demonic presence that's involved in your life, that's maybe been involved in the line of your family that just keeps hanging around going, well... Might as well keep pushing where the pushing is easiest. Then just pray and go, Lord, if there is any spirit of darkness that's harassing me in this area, any spirit of deception, any spirit of muteness, any spirit of denial, I ask in the name of Jesus, make it leave. And I give you very specific things that you can pray. But the point, we're identifying it, we're confessing, we're repenting of it, And then we close off this part by simply uh, receiving it, believing it, and we have to pray going, Lord, I can't do it, so I got to quit. I'm out. I stink at it anyways. So I do believe in you, and I do believe, Lord, that somehow you can do it. I don't know how you're going to be able to get me to a place of forgiveness, because if you asked how I feel about forgiving, I'd say, no, this person was evil. There's no way I can. And and you're right, actually, you can't, which is why we got to quit. We got to release. We got to surrender. We got to go, look, Lord, I suck at this. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. So I just want to be open. I just want to be available for you to do the work of forgiveness through me. And so we got to be praying for freedom. We got to be praying for who does God call me to be, to be kind and positive to be an encouragement in the life of my kids and and so this last part right is it's great it's great to reveal generational sin obviously it's great to repent confess and reject generational sin but if you don't get to this last part you're not going to keep progressing and you're going to go right back into that miserable you know, stuck in the mud, dirty, filthy, irritating, relationship-breaking, generational crap that you don't want. Because if you don't move into living in freedom, so we got we to gotta break free and then we got to live free. And when you're going to live free, in it, it essence, and I give a pretty extensive list of what it looks like. But in essence, if we're going to live free, that means that I'm still meditating and focusing in on God's word. I need to have truth when I'm being confronted with generational lies. Like, no, it's okay to yell. No, no, no. The most loving thing is to just shut down right now and be peaceful. And you're not being peaceful. You're punishing with silence. No, no. Right? That's what we do. We rationalize sinful, broken behavior Because it's what we know, it's what we're comfortable with. As dysfunctional as it may feel, I at least know what's happening. It's scary to live free. So we need to know what the truth is. We need to know what Jesus commanded. That's another cool download, by the way, is I've included on this very post. It's also in the downloads area, of the VIP. But you can download the commands of Christ and you can begin reading those on, on, you know, recently I uploaded and did a whole thing on just the promises. There's 77 conditional promises that Jesus gives us. And when I say conditional, I just mean, if we do X, Jesus promises Y. So I got to do this, but what I get in return is that 77 of them and I know that life gets hard, it gets dark, and it feels broken, but He's there, and so you got to live free by knowing His words, by meditating on them, by uh, burning them on your on your heart, and then you got to do it. How do we do it? Well, we be obedient. So if He says forgive, forgiveness isn't an option for me; it's a demand, and and so we got to live it out. People have to see that. they got to experience the fruit of the Spirit from walking and being a disciple of Christ. But as we're living that out, what's really cool is it's transformational. It breaks us from our negative patterns, and we we get to experience freedom. So now, if you're actually watching this on, on one of the live streams or You know, one of the videos, you'll see that I'm looking here now at my notes to the right because for the life of me, I could not remember the last two points that I wanted to make. So I've actually done really good this entire time not looking at notes. And then I'm trying to make the crux of the point. I've come to the crescendo of this moment. And I can't, I mean, totally blank. So two more things I want to highlight about living free. One, you got to serve others. That is a grotesquely misunderstood and misutilized misused thing in our lives that when you're depressed, when you're struggling, when you're feeling disheartened, when when things aren't going well and life is really hard, go out and serve others. That is one of the greatest things we can do to not just live free, but to break free is to is to love others is to serve them. And and then finally, As I take a peek at my notes again, really two things. I had both in my head. I start unpacking the first one. Can't remember the second one. And I almost forgot it again. But lastly, if you're really going to live free after you break free, because if you break free and don't live free, you're going to get right back into bondage. It's going to pull you right back in. You got to share Christ with others. You got to share your testimony. Don't be intimidated. It's a demand. Go make disciples. So share your testimony. That's really all it ever is, is, hey, man, I, I'm so sorry. And I hear, you know, whatever their situation is that God has dropped them in your lap. And it's probably something you've dealt with before. Just go, you know, what's so cool about what Christ has done for me is, and then share your testimony with others. When you do these things, when you when you meditate on his words, when you burn them onto your heart, when you implement and go do them, when you trust him, when you surrender and quit, when you share the gospel, when you serve others, that's where the freedom comes from. That's how we maintain the freedom. That's how we live free. And it's how we break free from generational sin. Don't forget, how could you... Possibly want to miss out on 24-7 digital access to coaching from me, yours truly. You get a growing library of videos, a path towards healing your pain, tools to shape your communication and intimacy, assessments to guide you, and a community of support from people who are going to cheer you on as you journey to the relationship you want. I look forward to our conversations as part of the VIP Inner Circle Membership.